listeners from all around the world. This is your hosts, James Jordan, Mike Wallace, and the Eggman, coming at you for another episode on CFMH 107.3 Local FM in St. John, New Brunswick, CKMS 102.7 Radio Waterloo in the region of Waterloo in Ontario, and the Performance Motorsports Network app on your smart device. You can also check out all the episodes on demand on all major streaming platforms. Also check us out on social media at the WWOMS. And on today's episode, we have a guest and some more, but we're going to kick it all off with... Race and Jason White coming all the way from Daytona. Wallace, this is this is awesome. Yeah, it was fantastic for Jason to take time in his busy schedule to talk to us. Right trackside during 500 qualifying. It was fantastic to uh, get to know Jason just a little bit. We said that we'd love to have him on again and talk a little bit more because he sounds like he's just a true racing fan so you know here's jason white and we are here with racing jason white if you can hear in the background you might you might hear nascar cup cars on track for qualifying jason thank you so much for joining us how are you doing in daytona oh thanks for having me guys uh oh we're doing really well it's awesome to be around race cars and be here for the cup qualifying and watch things like Travis Pastrana just uh, qualify on time into the race. He's he's about 50 feet away from me just on cloud nine. So awesome. just watching race car drivers and, and, and race cars on the track is, is cool. Well, and at the world sound... center speed. So that's, that's the best place to have it, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you sure. sound a passionate race fan you sound just like a race fan um not a driver which is awesome because that's where we all start um you seem to have uh... i've been a race i've been a race fan for 49 years man i love uh i i made a mistake coming down here to help dj kennington the year that he made it to the daytona 500 because once i came here i kind of said to myself well that's not very good i set the bar pretty high i gotta come and do this now so is that where? So let's talk about that because because yeah. you do seem to to focus a lot on on Daytona and the trucks and ARCA and, and yeah. Talladega. Is that where that that like I want to go to Daytona really came from? Is that first time there with DJ? Yeah, it really was, and I mean DJ's been a really key part of my career all the way along. As you know, I raced for him a bit. He set up mm-hmm. a he set the deal up with uh, Raymond Brothers Racing for me the very first time when I raced at uh, CT uh, uh, Tire Motorsport Park. So um, then from there, now this will be my 10th or 11th start with Raymond Brothers Racing. So yeah, really, it's, uh, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a great run with uh, being involved with DJK Racing. And, and I came down here to help mm-hmm. DJ. And, and uh, yeah, it was a great year. He made the race just like Travis just made the race. It was kind of the same sort of ordeal. And, yeah. So I've kind of seen that before. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, you get down here and you start, you start seeing what you're, you, know, you could be capable of. And, uh, you know, we climbed the ladder of, of going to a yeah. medium track. And then we came here for the ARCA test. And we ran the ARCA car and then yep. we got into the truck. And from there, as they say, it's just kind of history. We, we just uh, seem right. to be able to have some connections here now. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, good. just got it. There, 
but yeah, just, uh, you know, being around it, I just realized it's something I wanted to do. And, and, uh, a lot of times when I get my mindset on something, I'm pretty determined. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty awesome. That's, that's great. And you, and you touched on that, on that working up front to go into a medium track and, and off the air, I wanted to talk, I, I mentioned to you, I wanted to talk about that, you know, you know, you, you're racing at tracks like Delaware or Sunset or Barry Speedway or, or, yep. you know, Toronto street circuit. And now you're going to Daytona, you know, what are, what are, what's that like? How do, what's that change like? Well, don't get me wrong. I love short track racing. Now, you know, I was a track champion at the old uh, Vernon Sunset Speedway. Um, and, and I grew up like yep. my family is my dad is a professional race car driver. My brother, my cousins, my uncles, it's just, there's 12 of us that race cars. So, it, 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 people ask me what my favorite racetrack is, and I just say the next one. And, yeah, uh, and yes. that's how, like, you know, I, I feel that just racing cars is a lot of fun. I love road racing. Um, I love the Toronto Indy. I love uh, CTMP. Yeah. You know, Trois Rivières. How can you not love Trois Rivières? Like, it, it's all fun to me. But mm-hmm. um, I seem to have a little bit of a knack. And the and well, last year I was at seventh at the white at the white flag. And uh, we had we lost our air when uh, when Matt Benedetto pulled out from behind us. I lost my air, so I seem yes. to have a little bit of a knack to stay in the position to uh, put myself in a position to have a successful race. So and that's the biggest thing at uh, at Daytona and Talladega and now Atlanta. Sure. Um, it's a restricted race places. You're wide open. If you burp the throttle, you're you're going backwards. And, right. And I uh, seem to have a little bit of a knack on that. So uh, that's, that's one floor, of the reasons why I, I I concentrate on it. What's um, is what, what, and there's no knocking short track racing. Of course, we all love all types of racing. This is just a different type of racing, a a, yeah. a unique type of racing. I mean, it's completely different to everything else. Um, what was it like to f- really f- first time get that draft, feel that pull, getting sucked up, and and right. just the bobbing of the car back and forth in the in the wind? It, it's it's humbling let's put it that way you don't really realize what it's like until it happens and it's it's like you you know when you put your hand up to a a vacuum cleaner and it sucks your hand on there it's the same sort of thing when you get close to a to another vehicle it's it sucks you up so hard that you could run over the vehicle in front of you by about you know 10 to 15 miles an hour so it's it's really you got to have your foot on the just just covering the brake and sometimes tapping it a few times to back off and let it you you know some guys burp the throttle I mm-hmm. tend to want to tap the brake because I, I feel if you let the, you know, you burp the throttle and you let it up, it just seems like it takes so long to get that momentum back again. So well, that's I like a, click, click that's the brake. an old, yeah, that's an old, like I remember that in old restrictor plate racing when you'd hear the, them talk about that, the cup guys, they would, they'd never lift off the throttle because they'd, they'd lose their RPM and it took so long to get that back up. They would just drag yeah. the brake because it was, they keep the, that RPM up. That's so cool. And, and um, you guys are on the edge of disaster possible because the next thing you know, a little mistake and then you're yeah. in a parking lot. Well, and it might not be your mistake. And that's right. the thing There's, you know, uh, like I said, last year coming to the line in seventh, there was 14 cars you could throw a blanket on. So it's, you know, it, it might not be your mistake that happens and you just got to always be ready and you got to be ready for an evasive maneuver. So, yeah. What's, um, what was the biggest shock or like, what was the biggest thing that was unexpected that when you got into a pack of other cars? The side drivers. draft. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's a side draft. Yeah, if you want to draft somebody in front or behind you, that's one thing. Um, if you want to, if you want to start getting into the side draft, and it's a whole other level that you got to be so careful on because you can either a take yourself out or b take the car out or truck out mm. that you're you're side drafting off of. But if you do it properly and you do it, uh, you know, effectively, you can you can pick up two or three miles an hour just by coming up on somebody's door. And, and side drafting them and then just kind of slowly going back out and you could go up to the next car and you could draft four or five cars off the side and pass them if you do it properly so that was the biggest shock for me as a, you just you just think that you have to stay nose to tail all the time but sometimes mm. you can get out of line and you can gain some spots by by side drafting so for me that's I've, I've been really working on that the last year or so is it's really working on my side draft and just making sure that I'm comfortable with it. And then when it comes time, you know, put yourself in a position to be on the last lap of the race and uh, you're, you're going to gain positions or go for the win. You really got to, there's only one way to get there. And that's, that's all, all the tools that you got in your toolbox have to come out. You got to draft from behind. You got to, you have somebody drafted behind you. You got to be working mm. with them. You got to be able to side draft. You got to be able to do everything. So, and you got your uh, spotter telling you all this and, <laughs> trying to work with the other yeah. spotters too and there's a lot of co-opetition in some ways sometimes too you're trying to work with there's some guys you're also trying to work with yeah for sure and and i got one of the best spotters in the game in randy bradshaw he's been doing this man he's been doing this for probably 25 30 years and he's got a southern draw on him sometimes i can't understand what he's saying but i just <laughs> got to believe in him and and nice. uh, but no I, I always say to randy when, when we're buckling in and we're coming to our in lap i always i always say to randy you know what buddy you're driving this thing and i'm just holding the steering wheel so you just tell me what direction to steer it and that's really what it's all about for you know 80 percent of the time you're just relying on listening to what they're saying and what, what you got to do and where you got to go what's um what's the biggest difference between um the arca car and the the truck that that you have to contend with switching back and forth the arca car is basically their old cup cars um, from about five six years ago and maybe up to ten years ago so they actually sucked to the ground um, when we were on the pull down rig the other day at the shop he was pulling it down and trying to get 16th of an inch 32nd of an inch wow. of, of seal on the on the you know not only the splitter but all the way down the skirting and everything and they, they kind of sucked into the ground and yeah. they're very they're kind of they're kind of dirty um, with the truck, you're kind of, you got some air underneath you. you. You try not to have as much air underneath you as you can, but you still get air under there and you're breaking a way bigger hole in the air. So there's a lot of more air movement and the sound is kind of crazy. The sound, it almost sounds like you're in a big tunnel because you're, you know, your greenhouse oh, is just breaking so, cool. so high up in the, in the air. It's, uh, you're, you're making a tunnel pretty much in the air. Wow. That is, that's really, that's really cool. So you're, you're going here your first year. We're going to start, uh, I don't want to say at the bottom, but we're going to start lower tier. We'll work our way up for the weekend. Um, this this year, you're with uh, uh, Jeff McClure Racing, right? Uh, That's right. Number... So, Jeff, yeah, 44 car. Jeff uh, mm -hmm. works out of Andy Hillenberg's shop. They have a technical alliance. And uh, right. Andy approached me. I was going to be driving one of his cars. Andy approached me and said, you know, hey, I got a way more competitive car that you can drive. It's through Jeff McClure, through our shop. And I jumped at it because I know Jeff and I know his cars are hot rods. And Yeah, I know he, the name for he's sure. He's been at the shop working on this thing and trying to find little things here and there for the last month. The car's been ready. So that, that car, we're, we're ready to hopefully get a good drafting group. In ARCA, you, you, you qualify in five-car packs. 
So if, you, right. if we can yes. get four other cars that are fast, we want to we want to get the pole. We want to lead laps and we want to win the race. And that's just the goal that we have. And that's the team that we have the ability to do that. And I finally feel that I have the confidence uh, to be able to do that. So again, it's you know we're we're not going to hang back in that race and, and let attrition take its toll. We're gonna we're gonna aim for the stars and we're gonna try and be up front and go the opposite. We're gonna try and stay up front and stay out of the wrecks and just try and stay in the lead or in the top four or five. That's our goals. So and then on the truck side, um, it's been kind of a reality show here the last few weeks we've had our shop burned down at Raymond brothers racing and yeah. our, our trucks are locked in there by the insurance company we couldn't get oh. our truck out so we had to go lease the truck and we, have, we haven't even seen the truck yet it gets here it's here the, but we unload it tomorrow morning um we got 20 25th place place points position so we have a fairly good points position for uh getting in on a provisional so if we don't get in on speed we should be in on a provisional but again i've never even sat in this truck i've never even seen it so we're, we're gonna see it tomorrow and see what it looks like and, and see how it goes <laughs> yeah well let's let's quickly talk about about what that truck is going to look like um yeah. it's got a nice it's a nice livery that's a great tribute um to the to the mooresville fire rescue department um yeah. I think that's that truck's gonna look, it's gonna look hot on track. Uh, but yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, what? Uh, it's a it's a Ford F one fifty. What's the that's what's the know. McClure Racing? Uh, no, that's in the Arca. So it's Raymond Brothers Racing number thirty four in the truck. No, no, no. Sorry, what what is it? A it's an Impala for the McClure Racing, right? Oh the yes, 44. yeah, yeah. It's a Chevy. It's a Chevy. Yeah, yeah. yeah Chevy awesome. Impala, you bet. Okay, well, I mean, you know, it sounds like you're going there to win. It sounds like you guys are really done your homework. Um, what? How many do? You, how many are going for the truck race? Because you got to qualify in on time, right? In the truck race, we got to qualify in on time. But then we, like I said, we do have 25th place points, which right. would put us right in the middle of the provisional world. So nice. we'll 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 most likely get a provisional. Um, we'll be you know. A couple things can happen where some trucks that are way in the, you know, not supposed to have good runs, have like amazing runs and qualify yeah. in, uh, in the top 25. It's very slim, but it can happen, you know, so we got to be ready for it. Racing. Yeah. Okay. So let's move. We're definitely excited about this, but we kind of want to move back a little north just to kind of see, peak everybody's interest. Anything for 23 in the Pinty series? Um, yeah, I've had a few conversations. Um, I've, I've, it looks like I, I have an opportunity to possibly do the Toronto Indies. Um, and uh, it doesn't look like out west. Out west looks like uh, all the rides are full, which is good. Sounds like there's going to be a pretty good car can count and uh, a lot of full-time full teams. So that's really good for the sport, the series. And, you know, my, my heart and soul has, has been in the NASCAR Canadian Tire Series and the NASCAR Pinty Series for a long time. And I want nothing more than that that series to be very successful. So yeah. that's that's a good thing. And, and uh, yeah, I, I, my intentions are always to see if I can make it work and, uh, and, and do some Pinty's racing. So that's definitely in the cards. It's not uh, not something that I've said I'm done with yet. Um, right. So we'll we'll see how it goes. And like I said, I, I really like the Toronto Indy. So we'll try and uh, we'll try and get to that one. It's a, the track is a lot of fun to race. The venue is really cool. The people are really cool. So you know that's one that I'd really like to do. And, and you know, like I'm on I'm on the simulator all the time at CCMP. So mm. I would I would take a race at CCMP again as well. I, I love racing mm. there as well. How could you not? You know. 
right? Yeah, yeah. It, classic yeah, track, for, especially in Canada. It's one of our our gems there. And hey, yeah, we've as a NASCAR Pinties fan, we've definitely missed you uh, the past couple of seasons. And yeah, that would be great to see you in Toronto. It's a great event, and especially as you said for the sport, you know, we're all, we all just love the sport, and we're all we're all hoping that it's going to get better. Anything, any other tracks you're looking forward to potentially maybe running in, in 23? There's the Big O. There's a couple of races in Big O this season. Just dirt maybe on your mind? Uh, you know what? I started on dirt when I was 15 years old, so I could do a dirt race if there's an opportunity there. That's definitely something that I would entertain. Um, probably Ooh. do some racing at Penticton Speedway. Um, out at the Rattler 300, most likely, we'll find a way to get in there. I just got to find a better car. Uh, last year, I kind of brought a plastic butter knife to a gunfight, so <laughs> I got to get uh, I got I got to get myself in a good car. Um, I, I drove the wheels off of it for the first hundred laps, but I literally drove the wheels and brakes off of it. So I got to find <laughs> something that I can uh, I can I can have a little bit more competition and be more competitive with. But uh, so some of that and maybe a little bit of RS1 racing. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe looking at putting some uh, other drivers in my RS1 car. Um, I'm big on development and I'm big on uh, you know young blood in the sport. So might look at doing that with a with an RS1 car that my family owns and being involved with that and maybe start transitioning a little bit into some uh, ownership stuff as well. And I mean that's going to be the next step in my career is ownership mm -hmm. and, and stuff. So well, really we cool. might dabble into that a little bit too. Yeah, it'd be really well, exciting to see. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and also, you know. Sorry, Go and ahead. also, you know, who knows what you might hear for another ARCA or another uh, truck or a cup ride. I mean, over the years, you you like to you do a Talladega, and, and even during COVID there, you were you were running at the road course there at Daytona. Uh, yeah. Obviously, yep. you're always open to some other stuff in those series as well throughout the season. Uh, yeah. Talladega would be hopefully on the, the list. There's an opportunity on the opportunity on the table here for um, Atlanta. Atlanta's now oh, a right. restrictor plate race. Yeah, and, uh, that'd be really an opportunity. cool. We just we got to see how we do here this weekend, and if we do well and we keep the doors on it, um, where where there's a very 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 good chance that we could be Atlanta in a few weeks to uh, to run the truck race there, and then most likely we'll be at Talladega. Depends on how points are and uh, things like that. But uh, yeah, most most likely we'll be at Talladega. That's awesome to hear. Um, that's so cool. I really hope. We really hope that you that you do that. Um, can I ask who you may be running with at Toronto Indy? Um, who are you talking to? You don't have to say. I just uh, I have I, to I ask. Have, it's I, in I, the I, works. I might, I might have been talking to might have been talking to Action Jackson a little bit, but oh. uh, we'll see. Hey, that'd be a good tag team there. Hey. <laughs> oh, that would be really cool. Okay, uh, Larry. Well, Larry and I get along really well, and you know, Larry was down here with me a couple of years ago when I finished sixth and tenth at Daytona, and he was helping me out. If there's opportunities there, we'll definitely look into them, and That's we'll definitely cool. see if we can make it work for sure. Well, he'll really like the the livery you're running or paint scheme you're running this weekend, no doubt. Oh, yeah, he loves it. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> um, real, real quick before we wrap it here, um, you're you're in the last few laps, either in the ARCA race or the truck race. Ten, let, Let's say 10, 10 to go. You're around the top 10. You, you want to make a move. Where are you making a move? You're going down low. You stay in the middle. You're going high. You know, last year I made a mistake, and, and, and it was a mistake that I was coming out of four, coming to the white flag, and Ty Majeski was on the bottom, and he was smoking, and I thought he was blowing up. It turns out it was a it was a tire rub, which really sucks because I wanted to stay on the bottom. 
Mm. But I thought he was blown up, so I went to the middle, and I went to the middle and made it three wide through the trioval, which everybody says don't ever do. And uh, Matt Benedetto pulled down on me, and he went. And he, he took my air off my spoiler, and I lost all my grip, and, and that was the end of that. So the answer to that is I will stay on the bottom as long as I possibly can. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll sure be keeping an eye out for that. And uh, also, as well, as I try to always listen to the scanner audio of the Canadian race car drivers. So we'll be listening to you. And uh, Dexter's also running the Xfinity this weekend. So there's lots of Canadian representation down south, and you're you're repping us. Right on, man. I see Dexter's got some Hendrick horsepower, too. That'll help him get into that race. That's the biggest thing in qualifying here, especially with the Xfinity series. you gotta you got to have a good steam engine underneath there. It looks like he's got a... Looks yeah. like he's got a Hendrick motor, so that's good for him. And I hope uh, hope we can uh, cheer on Dexter on Saturday night and get him in the race. Yeah, we were we spoke with him last week or two weeks ago, and and he was he seemed very excited about that Hendrick motor, and that that's awesome. You know, Jason, we're gonna get you on at another point in this year when you're not so busy. Uh, if you would love would like to come on, we'd love to have you come on because sure. you, you're clearly a racing guy, and we want to just talk some more racing with you. Um, good luck no this problem, weekend. Uh, we will be cheering for you and pulling for you here in Canada. Awesome, man. Thank you guys very much. And yeah, it, it, it's all about Canada, man. Canada racing. We're down here at Daytona. We'll see what me and Stuart Friesen and Dexter Stacy and Alex Labby, what we can do to make you guys proud. Thanks, yeah, man. Thank you. Can't wait. Thank you so much. Hey, guys. Cheers, Cheers man. Stay night. safe. Have a good one. And once again, thank you so much to Racing Jason White for coming on to the Wide World of Motorsports live from Daytona the night before the when we were recording today. And, and hey, you know, that uh, is a very cool moment for the WAMs being able to interview someone at track in Daytona in the thick of things. And I think that that's real cool for us. And, and almost in a selfish way, I'll, I'll admit that it, um, it was, it, yeah, for me, it's real cool to have the chance to be able to do that. And Jason giving us a chance to do that. That was, that was so cool. So thanks again to him. And also talking mm-hmm. to him about uh, some of his strategy, how talking to a race car driver about what lines to take when you're uh, coming down to the wire at a super speedway track. Yeah, that was, it was cool. Just him reliving his, the moment that he, he didn't get the win as he looks at it. Um, yeah, it was cool just to hear his experience of what it's really like to be getting pulled into the draft and how much the vehicles move and what it's, you know, especially the side force. He really talked a lot about how much that that uh, side force <clears throat> really, really works on those trucks. Yeah, and for us, usually talking to short track guys and whatnot, that's uh, that's a real cool step outside of our comfort zone, so to say, and getting to get some knowledge there as well. And also the Canadian side of things, as Jason mentioned as well, it's all about uh, supporting our Canucks that head down south to the Daytona 500 weekend. And there's, yeah, there's lots to do, lots of series to run. There's lots of opportunities 
And it's always good to see them get a chance to race in the sort of say the big leagues and get some experience under their belt and also help put the Pinty series and Canadian racing on the map. So that's, uh, Hey, yeah, that's, uh, that's uber cool to be able to Canadian kick off the show with. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm real, I'm real pumped that we were able to kick off the, the show with, with that, uh, episode yep. six, season six here where, we're going to kick it off as usual with our driver spotlight. And hey, I'm you know what? I'm going to take it first, fellas. That's all right. Going to go, go with Brad it. K, though. I'm, I, I, I'm going in this thing where I want to keep with current drivers. I'm really vibing going with the, the guys that are racing now. And for me, yeah, no doubt Brad K and the number six. There's so many other options we could go, but got to go with what we can go with right now. The driver in the RFK racing and number six Ford Mustang who as we all know back in the day when he owned Brad Keselowski racing do y'all remember that when he fielded two full-time trucks in the yeah. camping world truck series I do right and I have a hero card behind me there of when I got from CTMP and it was real cool seeing them race in the truck series at CTMP a few years ago. It was a personal memory that I can remember. We've taken some cool shots at Ron Kislowski's throwback scheme. and uh, But yeah, so throwing up the Kislowski all the way back to 2004 when he began his NASCAR Cup career. And the second of only six drivers who have won a championship in both the Cup Series and the Xfinity Series. He's also the 25th driver to win a race in each of NASCAR's three national series. And also on its side, he's the owner and founder of Kislowski Advanced Manufacturing, which is a hybrid manufacturing company in North Carolina, which specializes in additive metal technologies as well as CNC machining. Bet uh, Eggman knows a little bit about that. Uh, a little bit. We, yeah, so we have some knowledge behind some of that. Um, and Kislowski from Michigan. So for a lot of the, the drivers that are a lot of the fans that are from Michigan, you might be a Kislowski fan and yeah, racing fan. You want to talk about another kind of racing family deal, you know, um, he, he raced his way th- throughout, uh, the years all the way up with, from the trucks the Xfinity, the Cup. I don't think I see so much. He when he was younger, though, in 2000, he began racing stock cars in the factory stock division. So, that's... yeah, I really just remember him honestly showing up at Talladega in the 09, and that's and his breakout years. Standing so to his say. ground against Carl Edwards, um. And winning the race like that's when i truly first remember ever hearing brad's name it's a great sound bite too brad keselowski won, won this, this race, race. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic that is race. a classic one um but yeah he so he drove in his cups in his cup years in 08 09 he was between hendrick phoenix and penske then eventually uh, was from, you know, Penske and then number two. He, he made himself known in that. And then most recently in the number six, we're hoping to see a good season out of him in 2023. 2022 wasn't really 
all the greatest. You know, he was going from he was winning a race every season for the last few for the last decade or so, and then we were looking at the graph here, and he kind of did not uh, he did not match up to the other seasons in his. Uh, wow. Yeah. You know, he won the class. He won the sorry, the right? One of, didn't he win the duel? And he's year? yes, and he has shown strength and cut in races like that, which is interesting. But yeah, he's he's a good, he's a one of the good, uh, one of the good drivers. What we got in the field right now, even though he's kind of in a bit of a slump. But I'm he's sure he'll turn around. Racer. Yeah, I'm I know sure. It's not plate racing anymore, but it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we get it. It's, that's our quote-unquote nicknames, and that's what we use for those are the names. And what's what is that like code? What's the name? Terms. Those are our those terms. Are terms. Those are us running. race fans. The, the terms we use. But yeah, no, no doubt though. Gotta pick number six, Brad Keselowski as my pick this week. What about Hall of Fame? you guys? Yeah, Wait, he'll, Hall of Fame. You think yeah, he's Brad a you know, if, if you win a championship. You, you get a and especially considering he's got that championships uh over two series yeah he's i think he's got a solid shot at getting in there yeah good yes, question i think so i think so too especially as a team owner now because if he gets a win if he gets a win as a oh, that's team right owner, yeah too, that's like true that'll, yeah that'll that really that helps but what about yeah, you guys whatever our whatever rfk turns into it'll help his case a little bit more on the hall of fame front too i think yeah i mean and he had a great teacher and watching you know roger the captain uh for so many years so who you want to go to next i don't know you you guys i'll go next i'll go next um so i wanted to keep uh, a theme with this weekend on the daytona 500 but I wanted to go on a little bit of my, you know, unusual side. So I went with none other than Big Al, Al Unser Sr. Uh, he drove one Daytona 500 in 1968. Uh, started eighth and finished fourth, uh, which is pretty good for for a guy who didn't do, I think all of his, I think he did five total um, uh, Grand National races that year, or in that car, and uh, no, over his career, and uh, the other three, four were at road courses. One Watkins Glen, and then the other three were Riverside. So, uh, you know, Al is definitely known for his Indy car stuff, being one of only now four guys. He was the second to do it to get to four Indy 500 victories. Uh, we lo- uh, Big Al died in 2021. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, the answer name is huge in racing, especially American racing, more so on the IndyCar front. Of course, you get Little Al, um, you know, and, his son, Alonzo Jr., who was super talented in his own right, and then his brother, Uncle Bobby, and Uncle Bobby's a legend. If you don't know who that is, look him up. He he was as equally talented as his brother. But, uh, yeah, I just felt like keeping it. I like finding, you know, um, 
someone that's not from NASCAR. That's what I've noticed that I really, I really have been looking at. That's your trend, um, yeah. It just got and guys that I know that are not from NASCAR that are big names or are 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 good in their own right in their own disciplines and um, coming to to step out of their comfort zone too is a lot of fun you know that uh that daytona 500 that he competed in and finished fourth uh, there were drivers you know mario andretti was in that field aj Foyt was in that field uh, you know all the classic nascar drivers of that era richard petty was in that field so it wasn't like he was in a in a field with a bunch of a bunch of slouches so yeah Number six on the day in a Dodge was Al Unser Sr. It's a good pick. How so about you, Eggman? You, you two kept with your trends and I kept with mine. <laughs> um, being <Sorry>. that <laughs> I, I like to pick them out of obscurity. Um, but this one is a guy that everybody that knows racing has heard of and a lot of people that haven't have heard of. The King Richard Petty drove one race in the wow. six car in 1986. So he, he wrecked his number 43 Pontiac in practice and did not have a backup car for whatever reason, for whatever reason. I don't know why he didn't have a backup car, but he didn't. So he DNQ'd the Coke 600 in 1986. Well, at that point, he had over 400 consecutive starts under his belt and was not about to let that change. So he... That's a cool-looking car. It is a pretty cool-looking car. Huh. Um, so he... I don't know Did how the ride came much? came to be. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I don't know how the ride came to be, <laughs> but he, for one race and one race only, uh, ran the number six for U.S. Motorsports, which would later become Jasper Motorsports for uh mr ulrich ulrich i don't know how these how he said it but i'll i tried um he started in 37th he finished 38th after his i believe it was his motor let go at lap 120 something yes wow. engine engine failure at lap 124 why wouldn't have he just put his number on the car? Because the number 43 hadn't qualified. So, oh, so he crashed it in qualifying and then he couldn't. Right. He, he, cr he crashed he, he crashed his car in, it was either practice or qualifying, and he didn't have another car, so he couldn't qualify. So the number 43 was not in that race, so he wrangled a ride with another car and started but didn't finish uh, okay so he's so this car who so now i'm curious who drove this car who qualified this car then i think at this point and i could be wrong but i think the owner drove it at this point so okay. uh dave or dan ulrich i believe that'd be a good okay. switch <laughs> wow he didn't do any better. DK Ulrich was the driver's name. DK Ulrich, ah. the driver oh, and and one of one of the owners for US Motorsports. That's a good, that's a good. I saw his name on the list, and that's the, I. You know, you did some really good digging on that. That's cool. I like that. 
That's a sharp looking car. That is a good one. I like that livery. It's it's a green. You don't associate any anything other than it says STP on it. But you don't associate. Well, here's the thing. Anything. I I'm gonna assume it probably didn't say STP on it when it qualified, but Richard Petty still has sponsorship fulfillments mm-hmm. to take care of. So yeah, they probably just painted over what was there and slapped some STP stickers on it and called her called her an entry there. Yeah, it's pretty good though. I actually, um, I might make. I like that green. I might make. You know what I like an about that picture of that. There's one here. That already. picture that you're looking at. Um, it looks like that he, Richard's photoshopped in front of the car. <laughs> Maybe it was. does. It does. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're looking at the grid photo. There's a. There's always these famous photos they take on pit road at Daytona over the years. Or this is at Coca Cola. This is at Charlotte. Never this mind. is at Charlotte. It's yeah. a, either way, it's a famous pit road. Anyone who's been to a race, lots of great photos take, being taken on the grid. And yeah, this is we're looking at a picture of typical Richard Petty. Uh, Richard Petty still in his red, white, and blue STP fire in a, suit, in front of standing something. next to a green and white car that doesn't belong to him. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's a good pick. I I like that one. And and the King is always open to multiple episodes. We could do any episode, any number he ran, and just cover, just talk a few minutes about just the fact that he ran a different number. That's yeah. that's cool too, and and yeah, you, we can't can't not mention the king, Richard Petty. I can't I I can't not take that opportunity. Right? So. Yeah, that's a good and that's cool because I didn't know that I wouldn't even thought of that. I have to thank my older brother Nick for that one because wow. I asked I didn't I didn't know who to choose. I almost went with Mark Martin, but I decided not to right? because I wanted to go a little more obscure. And he pulled this out of the hat, and I was like, when on earth did he drive that? That's a pretty nice. good one. Well, his only was, answer was "look it up." It was only once. There and there were some good names on that list. I found uh, there was one in particular that I'm going to save, but um, he was a big name in sports car. He it was his only sports ever car. NASCAR race, and he drove the number six. Um, he I didn't pick him because he actually didn't finish the race, so. It was going to be quite anticlimactic, but um, nonetheless. Yeah, and good picks today, fellas. Um, yeah, you're all you you're joining us here on the Wide World of Motorsports podcast, broadcasting to you on local FM, CFMH 107.3 in St. John, New Brunswick, 102.7 CKMS Radio Waterloo in Kitchener, Waterloo. Could be listening to us on the Performance Motorsports Network app on your smart device or on all major streaming platforms. Be sure to check us out at the WWOMS. And uh, we were just talking about the, our usual, when we start off the episode, after our Jason White intro, we had to put in our uh, usual, uh, what we do at the top of every episode is pick a driver, and now we're going to go into, we can't avoid going into this because this is, you know, it's been a f- couple big weeks for us you know daytona la daytona it's here racing season's here daytona 500's here and and always the best way to kick it off in daytona this is it it's here boys yeah we've been waiting three months for it to come back and it's back i was i was watching the first duel and 
they just the camera shot of them coming around the corner in even though they were just in a line but just whipping around and through the groove you know how they all hunker down with each other and i was just like this is i love this yeah and for me you know for my personal memories and as a fan you know being there three times for two 500s and seeing two different kind of versions of the track too so that it's always good. It brings back lots of good memories when I see when I, when you mention that you they, you get that camera shot of it and, and yeah, that famous crane shot of the that movie style shot over the grass and turn three and four with the the fox oh, like the fox crane. Too, that's yeah. that's and the and the fox theme there. Uh, I I can never forget that. So that that's that's it. It's the time of the year and and wow. Where do you start? Where you know I. For me, I'm keeping an eye on the two million or the million that Bush is promising for Kevin Harvick to win this Sunday for the cup. I don't got it much for the trucks other than racing Jason because I gotta go with gotta go with him. And then in Xfinity, hoping for Dexter Stacy to go. That's who I'm. That's who, that's who I'm looking at this weekend, and we're we're gonna be covering those throughout the weekend. So I got a couple things to yeah. keep my eye on as well, just to, just off the top of my head already. What about you guys? Yeah, I mean, all the tip, all the usual suspects in trucks, you know, uh, we're going to see tight, close racing. We're going to see a battle all the way to the end. The unfortunate thing about the trucks is that I think, think it's predictable i think how the race is going to play out is usually pretty predictable i think it will be that way as well for the xfinity race it doesn't mean they're not going to be good races i just that's just how they're set up and they're gonna we're gonna see some some great battles no doubt there's quite a big canadian contingent like we were talking about so that's even even more of a reason to pay attention to everything that's going on down there and the cup race i think again is another unknown this year because they've changed some things again right so we'll see i'm i'm excited that's for sure i think it's gonna be a good one no doubt these duels seem to show that um that these cars are going to have put on a little are going to put on some good racing. Eggman. Yeah. Daytona is always, I mean, I, I love NASCAR, but there are tracks that I can comfortably not so much miss, but like just watch some highlights of, cause they're not the most entertaining to watch tracks, but Daytona is one that even though I DVR most of my races, so I can cut out a bunch of stuff. I'll watch every every lap, every turn, the whole time, just because of what the race is, what the race means. And I've been four months without racing, and there's no better way to start the season than at Daytona for me. Yeah, it's a good fresh start for for those that are in need of the racing. So we're talking about some of the rule changes from what Wallace was mentioning about 
Um, I'm real excited for the truths rule that will be in effect at super speedway and dirt races. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's going to create hugely different racing. You'll just see that driver not take the outside and then his teammate let him get in front and drop in front of him type thing. Do you know what I mean? Now they'll just line they'll just line up behind each other. So at the end of the day, I, I sometimes I feel that plate racing is similar to endurance racing where doesn't really matter where you are at the right. very beginning. It's all about where you are positioned at the end. Well, sure, at the typical. I mean, yeah, and I a restart saying, could, but... and and that may come into play. More than likely, though, you're right. This is going to come into play because we're going to get. You can a pick your. Checker. You can pick your friends too. Maybe sometimes a little bit better. Sometimes right. you wish. Oh, I wish this guy was in front of me. Well, maybe you can coordinate this a little bit more. On that end, the restart zones are going to be a little bit longer for the first few races as well. So we're going to see restarts have a little bit more emphasis. Just a little bit. Not not a whole lot, but just a little bit. And and who knows what we'll see. Uh, that's going to be uh, going to have a shakeup out of that. Um, and also, too, you know, who knows with the used to be the top 30 drivers were had to be eligible or or whatever the that rule was and then yes, now now it's, now. now it's gone and the same applies with the trucks and the xfinity so as long as you race in every race given that you know so let's say you win the 500 and then you gotta you gotta make sure you find a ride for you know which you never know how that you may work right you got a guaranteed guy in the playoffs pretty much so do so. you do you have to still then declare that you're running the entire season right basically is what you can't yeah. because you have to do every event daytona then right into a win yeah and no go, just oh, imagine well, how well, easy well. that would be <laughs> do you know just think that'd be interesting what, though. though like jimmy jam wins the 500 mm-hmm. and how then, many how many cars would show up how many yeah. cars would try Some more to more people would do the yeah. race if it was like, yeah, you know, if you win this race, what if they made that an extra prize? That if you win this race and you have not declared for the season, that you can declare from that point and make it. And and the winner of that race gets a special position in the 17th position in the chase. Like make Daytona 500 winner a wild card spot, pretty much? Just like automatic, like. Uh, no, you can't do that because then if somebody who has you can't do that because then they have to run the whole season because you could just show up and win the first race and then wait till the playoffs. Right. Which like so Jimmy well, yeah, Jam wins like, and then he doesn't have to do anything all year and then But but like you have to run all the races but you don't have to like try to win all the races. Do you know do you, does that make sense? Like you'd win Darden Park. Of course, this is all no, because they don't allow that anymore either. Really, that's true. That's true. But yeah, um, no, yeah. I just watched a slap shoes video about that actually. Um, but oh, nice. uh, like you'd you'd run the Daytona 500, and if by some miracle, like say Travis Pastrano wins this Sunday, 
and you and you he was then guaranteed a, the seventeenth quote unquote wild wild card spot in the playoff. He would then have to run all the other races, or he doesn't get that wild card spot. That would be the only way that would work. Oh, I like that. That's a good. That's a good little. Hook. That's I, crazy. I mean, I I don't know if it's going to. Yeah, I don't know. To but... bring more would bring more cars, but the, but the, because the car is quote unquote and and tr- I don't want to hear about it. I cheaper than another car or a more competitive per cost, right? Meaning that you can come in and win and not be Hendrick or 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 Gibbs or somebody like that. You would see more more teams doing it. Um and you might see more drivers like Zane who who drove his way into raced his way in and and duel number one Dane Smith the uh, uh, 2022 truck champion yeah and also you mentioned off air the Fords are strong this year I well and he's in a Ford he's yeah. in a Ford front row motorsports and and we, we don't want to spoil it for anybody but both of the dual winners were in Fords and it was great to see to see that i think part of why they are appearing so strong is if my math is correct there are more fords in the field than there are anything else and it's not necessarily a bad thing but there are two i would say a level top tier teams that run fords being uh stuart haas and penske and Mm -hmm. as far as top tier and what i mean by top tier is challenging for championships every year top tier mm-hmm. Chevy teams yep. you have Hendrick which is only four cars now RCR may change that this year I have no idea there was a strong showing in the clash I think um yeah and and now with Legacy Motor Club being having the the finances of Jimmy Johnson in there as well it's possible that they're competitive but there are more "Quote unquote competitive Fords than there are either of the other two manufacturers, which is why there's st- such a strong showing at the beginning of the uh, Speed Week here. Good point. Good point. And hey, as we uh, end up wrapping up the episode here, let's uh, let's bring back an old segment from last season, from season five. Our, uh we're bringing it we're back. Not- Check it out on the FantasyGames.NASCAR.com. The Wide World of Motorsports has a league on there. It's also on our Facebook page. And our social media at the WWOMS if you want to join us for the NASCAR Cup Series season and picking and in a few drivers every race. Can I race. propose a name? Can I propose a segment? name for this? For the segment? Yeah, what? Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island. Love it. Love it. Um, so it sounded good in my head, and then I said it out loud. The reason like, why yeah. we want to do this is so that we can commit to doing the league more. Last year, we had a few of our listeners come come on into and, and um, partake in it. So mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to continue it this season and we're going to start it all off with uh, Wallace. You want to go start off with your picks? Yeah. I will quickly just run through who I have here for my top five and then my, my substitute for the race. So I went with, with Bubba Wallace I think that's kind of obvious reasons why I would go without with Bubba. I 
chose Alex. I th- not just because he's the pole sitter, he's good at these type of tracks, and I think that he's not great in a at a ton of tracks. And I think this is a great place to use a driver like Alex. Uh, I then p- chose Todd Gilliland. Kind of picking that one just off of off of the duel. I feel as much as I love Daytona, don't get me wrong, and Talladega, I just don't hold a lot of stake in that. I don't know. I just think that there's so much what if. It only takes a little thing for your race to be ruined out of nothing that you've done. So Todd is only running. He's he's not going to make the chase. And I don't think I'm just looking for maximum points. So I picked him. Uh, I picked Brad Keselowski because I I just think this is a great track for Brad and and he's in a Ford. And then one of my dark horses... Uh, two, uh, w- two, one of the two guys that had to race their way in, uh, Connor Daly. I love Connor. Connor is such a, a, a great ambassador for racing in general. I wrote a post about it. I met Connor luckily at CTMP one year. He was running an IMSA. He stood and chatted for five, ten minutes. Was super friendly, super funny. Uh, talking about his daily driver when he drove up to the track and he said he had to borrow his mom's uh station wagon to drive up to the race from indianapolis (laughs) so i thought that was pretty funny so uh he's just one he's just one of those good guys he's like he reminds james hinchcliffe he's super chatty fun he's he's like a travis pastrana he's like uh think of any other real chatty friendly guys in in the cup series and, and that's him and then my my maybe pick is zane smith your garage pick as they call it my garage pick yeah, yeah is zane smith because i just i you know again raced his way in he's in a ford he's not he i think this is the only cup start for the season so going with my theory of how plate racing happens uh he's good to have in the back pocket who do you got Eggman? who's your five so i went primarily with a bunch of guys that i have witnessed do really well at plate tracks in the past my first pick, Ryan Blaney. He has this knack of com- almost Kevin Harvick-esque of just coming mm. out of nowhere and winning plate races. Yeah, yeah. That's so pick. he's he's pick, he's my pick one. Uh, next, I picked a guy that I have also witnessed do anything and, and everything to win or get the spots he needs. I picked Ross Chastain as driver number two. Um, <clears throat> driver three is I picked Kyle Busch. Uh, I think he is out to prove something yes. this this season, and I think he is going to help Richard Childress Racing perform better than they usually do, and they perform well at the play tracks anyway. And he's got a new car to start from the back. And yep, yep. Um, driver four, I picked Joey Logano because even though I'm not a Joey Logano fan, I respect that he is smart enough to stay in the race until the end. Usually. Winner of Duel 1. Winner of Duel 1. So I picked him. Driver 5 is a guy that has won a few Daytona 500s. Denny Hamlin. He's always he's always a strong finisher at Daytona. So I picked him. And my garage pick is uh, William, William Byron. 
Willie B. Iron Byron. I figure it's about time he has a good year. What do you guys think? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, so he just won. He's just won his super late model race for two of them down in New Smyrna. So, so maybe we'll take that look on. But so for my pick, yeah. uh, I'm going with the mentality of saving some drivers for later on in the season. So for people aren't familiar with the fantasy league. You're only allowed to pick the drivers ten times of the season. So in this case, in races like this, when you guys got you guys like Jimmy Johnson, you got Travis Pastrana, you got Zane Smith. I can use these guys up with their one-offs and they might do, who knows, they might do better than, for instance, I got Ryan Blaney and, and Chase as my number one and number two. Um, and I got Martin Truex on the bench just in case if anything happens to, uh, and I think Truex has got something to prove. He's He's got, uh, he's gotten rid of some of the dead weight, so he's going to be going on. Uh, from twenty, from the last season, of course, where I'm referring to, he's going on into uh, 2023 with uh, a new mind into things, and he wants to do good. So, um, and then you never know when you get a guy like Zane Smith, who wants to come up to the cup and also kind of make his name known, and we see how good he's done in the other series, and it's always a feel good opportunity when Travis Pastrana comes in from Nitro Cir- Circus especially after the loss of Ken Block and uh, that's that's good for them and then Jimmy Johnson old Jimmy Jam, old 7 time coming in and trying again at the Daytona 500 and seeing what he can do, he's got to get a good car in the duels and the clash so we're going to see what uh, old 7 time has and we're going to have all the updates on our social media page at the WWOMS and we're going to talk about it all next week on the show which is all on demand on all major streaming platforms as well as aired on the FM dial CFMH 107.3 local FM in St. John, New Brunswick and CKMS 102.7 Radio Waterloo in the region of Waterloo in Ontario and also on your smart device on the Performance Motorsports Network app and that just about wraps it up for this edition. I am James Jordan. I'm Mike Wallace. And I'm the Eggman. We'll see y'all around the bend. Adios. Bye-bye. <laughs>